Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. For all back on Coast to Coast, I want to immediately bring in uh, the great voice of the Brooklyn Nets, Chris Carino, our good buddy. How you doing, Chris? Thanks for uh, hanging with us and bearing with us. Uh, I didn't want to interview you for two minutes, uh, so I wasn't having any of it. I wanted to go overtime with you, Carino. Scott, there weren't many guys I'd stick around for, but for <laughs> you, I would. It would have been Thank like God. you would have gave me the ball with like two on the shot clock. Listen, and you would have. You would have drained it from 25 clean with a step back. I did that today on the baseline, too. Drop, step, step back, corner, dagger. And when I let it fire, I heard him say, that's counting. That's counting. And it fell. Uh, Let me ask you, when you saw this team slowly but surely get decimated with guys, Kyrie's not going, KD's not going, uh, and then all of a sudden Spencer's not going, DeAndre's not going. And I literally said, like, I almost don't even want to go now. Yeah. Um, I think it's just the kind of year it's been, though, with the Nets. Uh, we knew Durant wasn't going. Uh, as much as everybody wanted to think, well, you know, months down the road, I know he said he was going to play in the Olympics. Why can't he play here? Um, this is a team that ha- and a franchise that has uh, been overly cautious, and, and rightly so, with the amount of money they have invested in these in these players. Um, so there was no way Durant was going to play. Uh, you, you really had a sense that Ke- that Kyrie Irving wasn't going to play either because he'd just come off shol- shoulder surgery. Um, so regardless of any of his comments or why he might not have chosen to play, I think organizationally they knew those guys weren't going to be here. The Dinwiddie thing hurts. Um, he hasn't said that he's definitely going to skip Orlando. I think he's going to try and see how he feels. They'll keep him isolated. Um, and then once he gets past the point of being uh, uh, contagious, um, then you know they'll maybe try and work him in. The Andre Jordan thing hurts. I mean, quite frankly, DeAndre Jordan become a key player for them. Uh, but with him out, um, they had a, they had a kid, Nick Claxton, that they had been trying to give a chance to, and everybody was really excited about. And then he had to have labrum surgery during the quarantine, or he just came out of it. And, and once now they could do elective surgery. He was able to do that, so he's not going to get a chance. They, they're dropping like flies. It, it's a, it's a good thing that they have a big lead on uh, on Washington right now. So, yeah, it's uh, it's disappointing, but it's it's kind of been you know, leave it leave it to the luck of the Nets to finally get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and land the biggest fish in in, in free agency last year. And then a global pandemic hits. It just I mean, seems to be the, the, the fate of the franchise. So is Levert, is it basically now Levert, Allen, and Harris chucking? What are they going to do? You know, Levert's, uh, Levert's uncle was the lead singer of the OJs. And oh, I sweet. The, the Nets <laughs> may, it may, a little tidbit, maybe you didn't know about that, Scott. Um, I did not. The, the Nets may resemble that that singing group. It may be Levert and 
and a bunch of backup singers. But it's all right. It's all right. Karras has been terrific. Um, I think he's a guy. I think they have to figure that out down the road when you have Dinwiddie and you have Kyrie, guys that need to have the ball in their hands. Lavert is a guy that needs to have the ball in his hands too. So it, it could it could be something that, you know, just like we're doing these Zoom things because of COVID-19 and we're figuring out um, new ways to, to do things, the Nets may figure out some new ways to do things. Karis LeVert may go down there and they may decide we don't need Spencer Dinwiddie anymore. You know, he's a guy maybe we can move to, to fill another position. Um, LeVert can play with the ball in his hands. Maybe Kyrie comes in. Maybe that's the backcourt. You know, I don't know. I think yeah. you know, mother necessity is the, mo- the mother of invention, right? Yeah, I think uh, I like Lavert and Dinwiddie. Uh, they're the scoring options. Joe can hit some shots. I think Allen, I thought Kenny did a great job developing Allen and turning him into a huge presence in the paint. Uh, we welcome all of our radio affiliates into the show on Coast to Coast on Sports Grid. Chris Carino, the voice of the Nets with us. What is the coaching situation looking like? And uh, while you uh, go there, do you think Kenny has a shot at that Nick job, or do you think it's Tibbs? Respectfully, I got 90 seconds, Chris. I, I think Kenny Atkinson is an outstanding coach. I think he would make a terrific coach for the Knicks. They need a guy who can develop some young assets and turn them into greater assets. The Nets are going to test try. I think, I think you're going to see a lot of these guys like Thibodeau wait because they want to see what's going to happen with the Nets. You you want to you want to coach Kevin Durant, right? So I, I think you you might see some of these guys wait, but I think Kenny Atkinson would be an outstanding choice for the Knicks. Hey, so uh, Chris, when you uh, when they start balling again and they're playing, we'll get you back on coast to coast. We'll see how they look with all the problems they've had to deal with. We'll see if Spencer gets down to the bubble. We'll see how they hold up with this patchwork team they're going to throw together. Uh, respectfully, uh, thanks for hanging with us and still talking about the Nets a little bit. It's very frustrating because I really want to see this team explode. I can't wait to see uh, Durant and Kyrie healthy playing with this team. I think it'll be really exciting next year thank you very much for bearing with us today and hanging we'll get you back on when they start filling it up again and we'll talk more about the nets uh, appreciate you chris you got it scott anytime buddy take care there he is chris carino the voice of the brooklyn nets so they're going down there naked right if dinwiddie's not gonna go you heard what i said lavert 30 shots a game let harris chuck threes and give it to allen SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. back on uh, coast to coast so uh with everything fashion style beauty good looks the whole deal i always revert to the sports grid phenomena known as ariel epstein ariel knows everything about all of those topics and i want to bring ariel in today now ariel there has been some concern about my color in other words 
there has been talk at the network level about my tan, about whether or not I look too Indian red, in other words, or a dark, uh, you know, sunburn red, or that I look uh, like I got that, uh, you know, summer tan, that I'm too... Uh, too pink, too red, too dark, uh, too tan. What do you think, Ariel? What am I going to do with all these revelations about my beauty? I need your advice. I'm having problems here. Do I not look fantastic with my tan? I think you look awesome, Scotty. And actually, as a man, you're lucky because when I go to Aruba for a week in November, I always get a different skin coloring. And then I have to change my makeup for like one week, but I don't want to waste my money on new makeup for one week because my tan usually fades. So I end up just sticking it out and my makeup never matches my face. But you know what? I don't really care. I think tans make people look better. And Scotty, it's good. it makes you look better. I mean, honestly, like I'm out playing basketball in the morning, I'm swimming, I'm riding a bike, I'm running, I'm constantly out in the sun. I'll even get the show ready out on the back deck sitting in the sun. Can I not cop some rays, Ariel? Can I not soak in the UVA rays? Even I hear it's it's good for uh, shaking the COVID. Being out in the sun burns yeah. it off. Why wouldn't I want to be in the sun? Do you have a pool? I used to. I had the greatest pool ever, Ariel. You would have loved the parties at my house. Ask Mafia and Carver High. I had a huge backyard. It was like the scene in Animal Kingdom with the pool in the gazebo. People diving in my pool naked, the whole deal. Keg parties, bands, food, barbecuing, poker, illegal gambling, smoking, weed, the whole thing. And then I bought my wife's childhood home. No pool. All I have is trees and my dog poops in the yard. I lost the pool. Oh, my gosh, that's the worst. No, we have a pool in our backyard. Uh, you're always welcome. I'm sure my dad would love to have you here. And it's been great. We sit by it every weekend. We had friends over over the weekend, too. So there's nothing like having a pool. But you have a basketball court, and I don't have that. So if we just combined our backyards, right. we'd have a basketball court, a pool, and three or four dogs worth of dog poop. So it sounds like that's a true. slam dunk to me. Speaking of dog poop, my wife told me today I had to get her a sample of my dog's cable for the vet uh, tomorrow. So I'm going to go out after this show and I'm going to scape some uh, dog foofage uh, for uh, to put in a somehow into a plastic that bag. The fact that Gabe Morenci is currently bleeding out of his mouth and is apparently coming on in a few hours and doing a show like that got a tooth pulled. If you follow his Twitter, right. He's a gamer. All right, let me put up the Cam Newton uh, FanDuel odds for MVP. I want to show this and see uh, what Ariel thinks. Plus 3,200 to win Comeback Player of the Year. Which one do you like, if any, uh, Ariel? And how do you think Cam Newton's going to do in Foxborough? If anything, I would go for the Comeback Player of the Year. I don't think that Cam Newton's going to start enough games this season to compete with someone like a Russell Wilson, a Deshaun Watson, a Carson Wentz for the MVP race. However, he's up against Ben Roethlisberger for the comeback player of the year. If Cam Newton can actually play, let's say, 10 games this season and lead the Patriots to the playoffs, then I could see Cam Newton winning. However, Ben Roethlisberger is a frontrunner to me, and the odds are indicating that, because Ben Roethlisberger is obviously going to start for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. The Steelers, in my opinion, would have made the playoffs, no doubt, with Ben Roethlisberger at the quarterback position last season. In fact, that team was a was about a win away from making the playoffs last year with two backup quarterbacks that were below average. I think that the other caveat to this could be uh, Rob Gronkowski. If Gronkowski has another big year with Tom Brady as his quarterback in Tampa Bay, he's another comeback player. I think the odds for Cam Newton, I think it's plus 340 to win comeback player of the year, are much better. And I think that that's where I would look for Cam Newton to win an award this year. I don't think MVP is going to be the answer for Cam. Do you think, Ariel, that uh, like so I have Steeler season tickets, right? And yeah. uh, and then people people have Jets season tickets. And then, you know, you have uh, Bears. Uh, I think the Jets and Bears are now are they not both saying that uh, you can skip the year and move your money to the following year? Let's say 21 that, that season. Do you think that uh, I should be able to because the Steelers today said, no, we're playing in front of fans. We're not. Basically, they said we're not giving anybody their money back. Do you think I should get my money back and be able to move it to 21? Because I'll take you to a game with me, Ariel. We'll go road tripping. 
I think that you should go to Pittsburgh and you should go to the front office and you should tell them, hey, listen, these two terrible teams are doing this. Why don't you let us do it? They'll tell you because, you know what, the Bears obviously have a great fan base, but the Bears and the Jets this year, I mean, who really wants to show up to those games? People are going to want to show up for Steelers games, Scotty, so I don't think you're going to win your case here. It's the return of Ben Roethlisberger, unfortunately for the Steelers. They wish that COVID happened last year when Ben came out after the second game of the year. Don't you wish that COVID was last year for you guys? Yes. Do you think uh, Antonio Brown uh, would be great with Russell Wilson? Yeah, I mean, I think that anyone's going to be great with what with Russell Wilson. I mean, you're talking about a dual threat quarterback that we're clearly seeing leads his team. I remember a few years ago, they always said he couldn't win the MVP because he was led by a defense. Well, in the last two, three years, we're seeing that, no, 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 the Seahawks are led by Russell Wilson. However, Antonio Brown, I think, could be a good fit there because when you have Pete Carroll as your head coach, I don't think that too many people are going to mess with Pete Carroll if Pete Carroll can't do it, if John Harbaugh couldn't do it, if Bill Belichick couldn't do it, then I really don't know who can handle Antonio Brown. I was hoping the Ravens would get him because he does have his cousin on the team in Hollywood Brown. Maybe he needed to be a role model, and that would be the way he would be successful and stay on a team. But That's a oh, good call. my dreams died. All right, let me ask you, is your, uh, is your counselor, father in the room, can you yell to him something? Can you yell he's even if he's not there? Can you fake it? He's in the process it? of buying himself a Porsche. So he is not. Oh, wow. Well, he's like these NBA players. They, they say they want to win rings, but what they really want is money and Porsches and hot women. Let me ask you this question. Just pretend like he's in the room and yell to him. I want you to yell, uh, does uh, Zeke have a defamation case against Sports Illustrated for printing that he was high on uh, the like video stream he did the other night when he said he was drunk, he wasn't high, uh, but they said he was high on drugs. Does he have a defamation case? Yell that to your lawyer father, see if he answers. I will definitely send him a text message and I will ask him, and I'm sure he'll do a little bit of digging into it, and then I will get back to you because I always do this with him. I say, I think uh, I'm trying to remember what the recent thing. Oh, it was Zion Williamson was the recent case. I just right. sent him the case and I said, what is this all about? Does he have, does this woman have a case? I think it was someone in a marketing firm that they weren't really legalized right. to be an agent in North Carolina. And right. he was like, yeah, that case is going to get dropped. So I'll ask him so about this one with Zeke. Let me ask you this one lastly. Boomer Esiason, he thinks that, and I love Boomer. I'm friends with Boomer. Uh, I worked with him for a long time at CBS. Uh, but he thinks that all the biggest teams in college football are actually trying to get sick. They're trying to get the COVID in groups, in packs like wolves, that they're trying to get sick now so they don't get sick during the season. Has Boomer Esiason lost his mind? Respectfully, I got 60 seconds. Um, I think he's just trying to be funny in a tough situation. I don't think it's such a bad thing. I said this actually the, uh, this morning on the morning after. I said to Jared Smith, well, I'm not so concerned about these NBA players like Spencer Dinwiddie contracting COVID right now because if Spencer Dinwiddie has COVID now, he'll be ready to go in a month from now. It took me a month to kind of get back into feeling 100%. So one month from now is great. It's now the two, three weeks from now for the NBA I'm concerned about. I do think, though, it makes a lot of sense, Boomer. It's kind of funny. But, yeah, I'm sure they're not trying to get it on purpose. So uh, you're killing it on the morning after with uh, our boy Smitty. Uh, great job, Ariel. Keep it up. I always watch. Uh, you're fantastic. Always uh, enjoy having you on Coast to Coast. Have a good one. Say hi to the counselor for me. Deuce Scotty. All right. There she is, uh, our buddy Ariel Epstein. We got a lot more to do here. Carver High's banging the drum like the Astros cheat in baseball. It's Coast to Coast. Go with us. Watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Pharrell on the bench. Well, now the Yankees and the Astros, under this proposed, you know, format, if they play it all this year, it won't be till the playoffs. So that I think would have a lot of intrigue. The Sports Grid Network.
Sports Grid News and betting update. You want that capping edge, you got to get on the grid. The Denver Nuggets have closer practice facility after testing positive for COVID-19. Members of the team's traveling party set to Orlando. That's bad news for them. Further tests over the next few days will determine when the facility can reopen to players and staff. Commissioner Adam Silver said that while no environment is completely risk-free, only a significant spread of the virus inside the bubble once there would cause the NBA to stop playing. New Orleans Pelicans VP David Griffin confirming three identified players also testing positive. Commissioner Adam Silver said today he will be in and out of the bubble once play resumes. He's got a plan. In hockey, the Toronto Maple Leafs goaltender Frederick Anderson isn't sure if there'll be NHL hockey played this summer. He told reporters during a conference call that he's not 100% confident in the league's ability to return to action. He said, we don't have enough information yet, but said, I want to play. The league and the players still ironing things out. The 11th hour coming up. Stay tuned. This just in, minor league baseball officially canceling its entire season today. The Detroit Tigers have come to terms with top overall pick in this year's draft. Infielder Spencer Tolkelson from Arizona State. He'll receive an $8.4 million bonus that eclipses the previous mark of $8.1 million the Baltimore Orioles gave Ashley Roachman last year. Angels star Shohei Atani also recovered from Tommy John surgery. He will be deployed as a two-way player this week. This from Billy Epler of the Angels. Training camp sent to resume July 1st, regular season 23rd and 24th. Yankees GM Brian Cashman said today he's optimistic that outfielders Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Hicks, and pitcher James Paxton will be available for opening day. The Colorado Rockies have signed veteran outfielder Matt Kemp to a minor league deal. He will replace Ian Desmond, who announced he'll be opting out of the 2020 season. Desmond, he's got a pregnant wife and four kids. He's the fourth player in MLB to opt out this season. In the NFL, reports indicate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have absolutely no interest in signing wideout Antonio Brown. Jadavian Clowney, one of the highest-profile free agents in the NFL, he intends on signing with a team before the start of the season. This from Josina Anderson of ESPN. The edge rusher seeking in the neighborhood of 20 mil annually linked to the Jets, Titans, Browns. In college football, North Carolina landing five-star cornerback Tony Grimes in the 2021 class. San Jose Sharks forward and Hockey Diversity Alliance coordinator uh, Evander Kane believes the league does a poor job of promoting diversity. Kane believes the NHL's lack of diversity is a big, big problem right now. European soccer action, EPL, Manchester United, Smoke Brighton and Hove Albion 3-0. Italian League, Juventus getting it done. They're up 3-0 over Genoa second half. Lazio beat Torino 2-1. La Liga in Spain, Barcelona they lead Atletico Madrid 2-1 in the second half. Mallorca beat Celta Vigo 5-1 in Sevilla. Smoke Laganas 3-0. I'm Cam Stewart. Now back to Scotty Ferrer on coast to coast so uh cam let me ask you i don't i, I really don't remember the name of it I, I it was on last night on espn it was about the uh, did you see the documentary that they ran about the japanese high school tournament it's a baseball tournament uh that it was like a, a e60 or whatever it was a special about this uh oh. this league in japan where these kids play their high school uh entirety of their four years all they do is try to make this a team uh that makes it into this koshin 100 it's like this gigantic japanese baseball tournament the best players in the entire uh, country play in this tournament and then everybody else I, they draw over a million fans to it did you see the uh the feature because it they showed otani was in this group like uh some of the greatest japanese players ever have played in it and he was one of them and he's obviously really the biggest star to ever come out of it, right? Like what he's done as a pitcher and a hitter in Anaheim is, is truly phenomenal. But the thing I wanted to tell you about it was, is that, I don't know if anyone else saw it, but it was crazy. All of these kids, they're great baseball players. I mean, the best you've ever seen, like way better than our little leaguers, way better than our high school players in this country. They really are. The system's unbelievable. But when they lose, they all cry. I've never seen anything like it. They're all crying and bawling like it's the end of the world. Like when they lose games, they cry. They're so ashamed of losing that they all cry like little babies. Meanwhile, they're like 15, 16, 17 years old. and They're all crying the entire 60 minutes. All I did was watch these kids cry. I wanted to punch them in the face. 
<laughs> That's depressing. I got to be honest with you, Scotty. I didn't see it, but I love the Japanese players. They got tools. You, you brought up a really good point. The attention to detail. The one thing that I have is, hey, everybody talks about the long ball, but I respect a player that can lay down a bunt. Just do what you're supposed to do. Advance the runner. The simple things that people take advantage of in, in the North American game, these guys, they, they're they all over it. And you're right. I, I haven't cried after getting knocked out of a hockey series. I've been pissed off before. <laughs> there have been times in that lineup, you know, you want to punch a guy's teeth out, but you go, hey, you know what? You guys beat us. You did what you had to do, and you respect uh, losing. Never really balled when I was a kid, maybe, but uh, not as a teenager. But I've had some heartbreaking uh, tournaments, Scotty. We won uh, the MTHL. It's a big league in Toronto a couple times, the Carnation Cup. But we've also been knocked out in the finals, and those are heartbreaking. When you go to a Game 7 and lose a triple overtime game, you want to uh, obviously put a, put a noose around your neck. You get pretty, you get pretty right. angry at yourself for not winning, you know? I, uh, we lost, uh, Mavi and I lost a championship game in basketball on a half court overtime buzzer beating 40 oh. foot shot with no time oh. left. The guy threw it up in the air and it was all net from half court. And I literally, I've never recovered from it ever. I see a shrink over it, the whole deal. I felt like I got bent over. I mean, to tell you, it was the worst loss ever. Uh, losing sucks. I've lost eight championship games, and it's just devastating. It's the worst. But I will say, uh, the way they train those kids, I've never seen anything like it, like military. Like, when they, uh, you think, uh, like, suicides in high school basketball, they make them run lines. Yeah. In, in that Japanese league, they make them run miles and miles and miles, literally full speed. I'm not even talking about like jogging. I'm talking full speed. Printing. They make them run. They try to make them run like under, you know, a four minute mile. And I've never, and it's all military. They're lined up in threes. It's like nothing you've ever seen before. It's the craziest thing ever. If you get a chance to watch it, check it out. All right, Cam, great stuff. I'll see you tomorrow on Coast to Coast. You got it, buddy. Have a good one, Scotty. All right, uh, Cam probably thinks I'm nuts. I just talked about a show. He has no idea uh, what I'm talking about. He didn't watch it. He could care less. He's like, the guy just talked about Japanese baseball for 10 minutes with me, and I have no idea what he was talking about. Cam thinks I'm nuts. Well, I am. What a newsflash. All right, uh, where are we here, Carver? I take it away, Calgon. Uh, yeah, those kids probably cried after they lost because they had to run extra laps when they lost in the championship <laughs> game. That was probably the reason. Did uh, you watch the- it? <laughs> no, Did you watch it? Watch oh, it. man, nobody no, watches anything. Watch you guys no. suck. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen Hurts and Deshaun Jackson are working out together in Florida. So new quarterback in the NFL working with a veteran receiver from the Eagles. Tyrod Taylor, Scotty, second best quarterback in NFL history when it comes to not throwing interceptions. And that's just the way that Anthony Lynn likes it. Scotty, I've had some history with this guy. Uh, he's not going to throw interceptions, but he's not going to put a lot of points on the board either. How long will he be the starting quarterback for the Chargers? Well, I would have rather had Cam Newton in Los Angeles. And I'll tell you another thing. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, no offense to you, bro. You're not the second best anything ever at anything. What? What is he the best at, second best at? Tyrod Taylor. I mean, maybe second worst. Uh, I can't. I just don't understand what this fascination is with Tyrod Taylor. Uh, I just, is he not just a waste of time? Uh, honestly, like, what did he do in Buffalo? What did he do? Get a few first downs, throw a few touchdowns here or there. He never won, did he? He didn't do anything. You're the one that uh, roots for the Bills, Carver. I'm not making this stuff up. He sucks. I can never say anything bad about Tyrod because he was the quarterback when they broke a 19-year playoff drought. So I cannot, I cannot completely. And what, was that all because of him? No, it was not. That was a team effort. But uh, listen, he, he's a very safe player. He's a safe player. And he's not going to put a ton of points on the board, but he's not going to turn the ball over. So if you want safe, you want a game manager, that's what he's going to do for you. Let me ask you about the MVP, Scotty Lamar Jackson. He's coming off winning the MVP, but he is 0-2 in the playoffs. Is there any reason to worry about Lamar? There is nothing uh, to worry about with Lamar Jackson. The problem is, is that, and I've said this before, is that I think he's the only real great player on the team. I mean, I know they try to sell you that uh, this is a dangerous football team that's, uh, you know, going to play in the AFC title game. They've already penned them in as the Chiefs and, and Ravens are the two teams to beat in the AFC this year, right? That's all there is to it. But the reality is, uh, frankly, I think the Steelers are every bit as good as the Ravens. 
And I think the Steelers' defense is better than the Ravens. And I think the Bills' defense is better than the Ravens. And I think the only reason the Ravens are good at all is Lamar Jackson. I think he's the whole team. And I know people think I'm crazy, but uh, I'm convinced of it. He's he's the only reason that they uh, move forward. I think everything they do successfully is because of Lamar Jackson and, frankly, nobody else. Shaq Barrett says he is going to sign a tag if he does not get a long-term deal from the Tampa Bay Bucks. He still has a house in Denver from his Bronco days. He got evacuated from that due to the wildfire. So Shaq Barrett with a tough situation out there. I give you now, Scotty, the top 10 cornerbacks in the NFL, according to people who think they know. Here we have a look at the top 10 cornerbacks. Stephon Gilmore at the top. Marcus Peters. Joe Hayden. Uh, somehow in the top five there, your boy from the Steelers, former Brown. Tredavious White down to seven. Here's a list of the rest of the guys. What do you think about this list, Scotty? Well, I can't see it, but I'll tell you this much. I'm smart enough to know this, that your guy White in Buffalo is the best player of the entire pack. Uh, I think Gilmore's way overrated. Uh, The reason why he gets all that love is because he played on the Patriots, and I honestly, uh, I respect all these guys. I think Patrick Peterson's a badass. The most exciting player on that list, without provocation, no doubt in my mind, is is White in Buffalo. He is the best player of the bunch. I don't care. Rated seventh. He's the best player. He's better than all of them. He's better than uh, Peters, Hayden, Ramsey, Peterson. White's the best player. I don't even think you'd argue with me about that. No, I would have him a lot higher on that list than he actually is. I also give you a list of the top 10 defensive linemen in the NFL, according to people who think they know. Let's take a look at that. Aaron Donald, number one. Chris Jones of the Chiefs at two. Kenny Clark. Grady Jarrett. Fletcher Cox. DeForest Buckner. Your boy Cam Hayward from the Steelers. Calais Campbell. J.J. Watt down at nine. And then Javon Hargrave at number 10. How about that list? Yeah, I'm willing to go, uh, obviously, Aaron Donald, uh, but I'm going to I'm gonna be crazy enough to say I like DeForest Buckner better than two through five, and I also like Cam Hayward uh, in the top three. My top three are uh, Donald, Buckner, and Hayward, and then I'd go Campbell, Watt, Cox. That's my list. Uh, I, I think Jones is really good. they got to worry about a deal with him in Kansas City. Uh, I'm not denying uh, that the Chiefs, Uh, won the Super Bowl, and I think we all know why they won the Super Bowl. Pat Mahomes is why they won the Super Bowl. I'm not uh, completely sold on that defense. In fact, uh, the Niners should have won the game. Let's hear now, Scotty, from James Franklin, of course, Penn State head coach. He says that their workouts are absolutely not mandatory. Here's Franklin on the ESPN College Football Podcast. We made it very clear and obvious to everybody that this was not mandatory. This is voluntary. If you're not comfortable coming back, don't come back. And and we have you know we have 38 players that haven't returned yet, and we have I think six scholarship players that that have chose not to return as well. And that's fine. Uh, that's that's perfectly understandable. And the hard part is is you can have all the policies and procedures you want when they're with you, but when they go out in the community or other people in the community are not following your policies and procedures. That's what makes it so challenging. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the problem is, uh, you know, the people aren't wearing masks. People just refuse to listen or do uh, the right thing. People just think, no one tells me what to do. I'm going to do whatever I want. And then the virus just keeps spreading. I'll say this much. I think Franklin's done a great job at Penn State. I also believe uh, that they're a sleeper team in that conference. I think Ohio State's the best team. I think Penn State can do some serious damage. I like the way the guy coaches and the way he runs the program. You mentioned with Ariel, of course, that Boomer, uh, like she said, maybe he was joking, maybe he was not, suggesting that teams like Clemson, Alabama, and LSU are getting COVID on purpose so that they don't have it during the season. And you talked with Coach Leach on Friday about the Mississippi State flag. Him, Lane Kiffin, and others went to take care of that. It works, Scotty. They voted to change it. Uh, That's the biggest news I've seen yet in a month over Black Lives Matter. Get rid of that flag. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, for all back on uh, Coast to Coast, we bring Mafia in now to take a look ahead to July 11th in Abu Dhabi, the UFC 251 card. Mafia, uh, this is a, a gigantic three-title fight card. Uh, can we put up the uh, graphics, the fan odds on this? Mafia, break it down for me. These are great fights. And then uh, I'll talk to you about Thug Rose. Just give me those three guy fights right there, and then we'll talk about Thug. Yeah, of course, you got Usman defending his belt against Burns. They were trying to put that fight together with Masvidal, but he's had his issues with Dana on pay, and you've heard the things back and forth, what he said about Dana and Dana said about him. So, you know, in the interim, they put uh, Burns in there from his nice win there over the former champ and title holder Woodley. So he gets a title shot when everyone else fight with Dana. He gets to go there. But he's going to be a heavy underdog against Usman. I mean, Usman is badass. We saw what he did against Colby Covington in New York. He's just a badass man on the feet and has great wrestling background when he tried to take him down. So Burns did good against Woodley. We'll see if he can do the same against the champ. Uh, you got that Jan and Aldo interim title fight, or, well, not interim, but for the belt that Cejudo gave up. A lot of people are kind of questioning Aldo, I think, jumping in here. He hasn't had the greatest record recently, but he's a big name. So there are other guys in that division that are probably a little more deserving, but Yang gets a chance against him and is the uh, you know favorite in that fight because he's the better fighter. He's the higher-ranked guy. I don't know if Aldo's at the same point in his career as he was back in the day when he was a champ and just dominated people, so I'm favoring Yan right now at this point. We'll see what we think as it gets closer to next weekend. And, of course, Holloway coming back after defending his belt for so long, trying to get it back for Volkanovski, who took it from him in his last fight. Volkanovski looked great, picked him apart on the feet like I haven't seen someone do in a long time to Max Holloway, at least at that weight class. So we'll see if Max can make some adjustments here and, you know, tailor his game to what Volkanovski did against him in the last fight and get his belt back. Do you doubt uh, Holloway after the beating you saw him take from Volkanovski that he can't duplicate that? I I think Volkanovski uh, knows exactly what to do. Listen, that's something that you definitely have to question because Holloway was so good for so long that you can't say, okay, well, this guy's just nothing now. You can't, it's so hard to throw him away, but it wasn't like Volkanovski came in there and got a flash knockout and just caught him like, you know, a Wyman versus Anderson Silva where I say, okay, well, the next time around, this guy's got him. Or, you know, Thug Rose, we're going to talk about the first time uh, that she beat Joanna Jajacek. You say, wow, that was just a crazy knockout. You didn't expect it. You know, it's something that could be easily adjusted for and not t- don't take them lightly this time and didn't get his belt back. No, Volkanovski dominated him for five rounds and picked him apart. So you really got to go all the way back to the drawing board to figure out what the hell to do there. And I don't know if Holloway was able to do that. So let's talk about uh, my favorite nickname ever in the UFC, Thug Rose. How great is that of a name? And then not only that, I mean, her fights have been excellent. I mean, I know she's had her problems. She's lost here and there. She quit or whatever, and she she missed it. I guess she said she misses that belt, and she's still jonesing to fight. Like, what happened with Thug Rose? What a great name. Yeah, she's been through a lot the last couple of years. Of course, she was on the bus when Connor attacked it, trying to get at Khabib, and you know was scarred a little bit from the issues that went on there. You know, she was cut from the glass. She was worried. She was shaken. So people questioned what she would 
be like after that, but still came back and responded. She beat Joanna uh, Jacek, who was unbeatable for so long in that division, beat her not once but twice, and the second time was even more forceful and dominated her to show that the knockout wasn't just a flash-in-the-pan thing and that she was on that level. So she held that belt, but then Andrade came in and slammed her and pretty much knocked her out there and took the belt from her. And afterwards, you know, it seemed like she was gone, like she was done with it. She didn't really care about it anymore. And it seemed like she was done with fighting from the comments she was making. But it seems like she's refocused and kind of uh, reinvigorated from things she's gone through, some of the terrible things she's gone through, because she had not one but two people in her life that she was close to catch COVID during this crisis. And I actually first it canceled the fight that they're going to have because of injury. They're supposed to redo this fight. It got canceled. Then when they were supposed to redo it again, uh, a couple cards ago, it got canceled on that two that big pay per view card. She got taken off that one because two people in her life got COVID and died within a week of each other. And where a lot of people kind of would have questioned things, said, "Is this worth it? Do I really want to go on fighting?" You know, it really refocused her and got her back to her love of the sport. Apparently, so she's ready to come in here and try to t- get her belt back against Andrade. Do you think she'll beat Andrade? It's going to be hard to say. I mean, it was a kind of freak situation the way that she got slammed and knocked out. It's not something that you see a lot in the sports. So like we're talking about with the flash knockouts, it might be one of those things where you say, okay, it's just a fluke thing and it's not going to happen again. But Andrade is a badass. So it's not like it's just somebody that didn't deserve the shot that got the win. It's going to be a tough fight either way for her. I can't wait to see it. All right, Mafia, good stuff. Uh, Carver High, where are we going now? A little hockey talk? Are we going to throw down on the ice? Yeah, let's get to the ice right now. I've got to give you your daily uh, Hub City update because I know how much this gets to you every day, waiting on these Hub Cities. Um, <laughs> it does. Uh, they, still, they still have not announced the Hub Cities. I did hear from somebody today that L.A. is going to be out. Now, that is not official. They, nobody's made that announcement, but I heard that they've now whittled it down another team. So it looks like maybe... <laughs> We're getting a little bit closer to the Hub City announcements. And you brought it up with Cam, uh, you know, Frederick Anderson saying that he's not still sure. There's a lot of hurdles still for these guys to play, no matter where this thing is going to be. So we'll keep an eye on that for the rest of the week. Our buddy Bruce Boudreau looking for a job, Scotty. Do you think that he will get another one? He's got, I believe, the second best regular season winning percentage among NHL coaches in like the last 25 or 30 years. But here's the problem, Scotty. Uh, He never wins in the playoffs, and that's an issue around this league. You know, I I could just – I could see him like coaching the doubles, uh, to be honest with you. I didn't think that was the worst thing I'd ever heard That because the guy does have an unbelievable winning percentage in the regular season. Uh, The Devils need to uh, win games. They need to get in a place where they're in the playoffs again and that they matter again. And he may not win in the playoffs – but I guarantee you that he would get him there. You know, Boudreaux is a winner, uh, you know, getting teams to go and have success at the next level in the second season in the Stanley Cup playoffs is a different story altogether. But I think he would help a team like the Devils. I don't like the way they're looking right now. Every year they're in this draft lottery because they suck so bad. I think Boudreaux would fit perfectly in Jersey. Yeah, I'm actually hearing right now that your boy Gerard Gallant could be the leader in the clubhouse for that devil job. Of course, after the Vegas Golden Knights let him go earlier this season. Alex Lafreniere, of course, going to be the top pick in the draft. We do not know who has that top pick yet. What are the best landing spots for him, Scotty? And do you think that some teams like the Minnesota Wild would actually tank in the qualifying round to get in the mix to draft this kid number one. I do not believe that is the case. Yeah, I don't believe that for one minute. I mean, you know, what I know about hockey players, and I was in the league, is that uh, they're not interested in uh, losing. When they go out to play, they play to win, I think, you know, every night. I think there's guys that have paycheck nights where they know they're getting paid if they uh, don't play well or not. It's irrelevant. But I do believe they want to win. And I don't know any team that would actually believe that, here, let's go throw our games uh, in the hub cities so that we can lose and get into, the, what is it, eight teams are going to be buying for that 12, at 12%? Basically, you're, basically you're going to give yourself a 12% chance of getting this kid if you lose in the qualifying round. And, and there's and there's eight teams at twelve percent, right? Mm-hmm. So why would Correct. losing why would losing in the playoffs 
benefit you in regards to being the winner of that ping pong ball uh, because you have a 12% chance just because you lost. The Wild aren't going to lose their series thinking that they're smarter losing uh, so they'd have a better chance at Alex uh, Lafreniere. I just don't believe that for one minute. I, not only that, now, now that you've said it, uh, the Wild will win their playoff series. Watch. <laughs> That's not good news for the Vancouver Canucks, as we know. You talked earlier about, man, United getting the win over Brighton Hove Albion today. I give to you now, Scotty, the rest of the Premier League match day 32, the games over the next two days and the odds. And here is a juicy one for you on Thursday, Scotty. Man City and Liverpool, they will match up then. Wow, look at that. Man City hosting Liverpool. Uh, at Etihad, that'll be incredible. I like the way Arteta's got uh, Arsenal looking. Uh, you were right about Leicester over the weekend against Chelsea that they're slumping uh, badly. Now they're on the road at, at Everton. I even think that Chef Tottenham game, Spurs on the road at Chef U, uh, will be a good game. How about Fernandez today? Two uh, scores for Man U uh, with an easy 3 nothing win today. Uh, Fernandez, they just got him, and he looks fantastic in red. And if you get a chance later, Scotty, go and check out the highlights from Ronaldo today in Serie A as he had an absolute screamer that he scored for Aventus today. And Leo Messi scored his 700th career goal. That's combined clubs and international. So big day for the two biggest players in the world, that's for sure. Scotty, you got to tell me about this. Let's look at this schedule. This historic NASCAR and Indy double dip that is going to go on this weekend. What is going on here at the place you love so much? Yeah, I think uh, Indy's a great place. Uh, there's nothing like the Speedway in Indianapolis. It's a really awesome experience. Bucket list. Everybody should do it once. So Saturday, they're going to have uh, the Indy car race at noon, 80 laps, 14-turn uh, road course at the Speedway. Then Sunday, the NASCAR Cup race at 4 p.m., 160 laps on the two-and-a-half-mile oval uh, hey, why not? IndyCar, NASCAR, they've never done it before. Same weekend, same racetrack, the best racetrack in the world, uh, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, bring it on. I think that'll be exciting. Why not? Now, NASCAR canceled their Cup Awards. Those were scheduled to happen in Nashville, not going to happen because of COVID-19. And also, the drivers really liked what they did last weekend, Scotty. They played two Cup races on Saturday and Sunday, both of them at Pocono. The drivers thought it was very good. Maybe we'll see more of that doubleheader action over a weekend where they get two big races in in one spot. Yeah, I think the doubleheader worked great. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, uh, you know, Harvick. And then Hamlin, back-to-back, the, the drivers loved it, fans loved it, I'm sure TV loved it. Uh, it's, you know, no different than the UFC, they keep putting on all these cards. Fans are craving sports, uh, I'll watch back-to-back races. In fact, I told you I never watched NASCAR races, I watched Talladega, I thought it was good. Jimmy Johnson, as we know, has had a historic career in the NASCAR circuit. He's going to test with Chip Ganassi's IndyCar team on July 8th. So maybe Jimmy Johnson, a little Indy action here, Scotty. And I know that you're waiting to check out the Michael Phelps narrated film, The Weight of Gold, which is getting set to premiere. You're going to check out that Phelps film. I know that's interesting to you. Yeah, it's about. I think it's about he's a real big uh, proponent for mental health. He's had all kinds of issues with depression after the Olympics and all those uh, goals medals and what happens to these uh, athletes after they uh, go to the Olympics. Uh, they all freak out. The other thing about Jimmy Johnson is I'm hearing that he is definitely uh, going to drive Indy cars uh, as he retires from NASCAR this season. He's getting in that uh, Ganassi car uh, is a pretty obvious sign to me uh, what he's going to be doing next year. He's going to be uh, racing Indy cars in some capacity. I know you love stories like this. A tourist at Yellowstone Park was acting a little recklessly and got gored by a bison. Ouch. Not a good Listen, scene. Ooh. I, I have been to Yellowstone. I have been there uh, snowmobiling uh, during the Super Bowl. I got lost like six miles from camp on a snowmobile. The snowmobile broke down. I had a bottle of Goldschlager in my pocket. Yes. I survived on Goldschlager. I drank the whole bottle. I think I smoked a couple packs of cigarettes and a doobie, too, and survived out in a snowdrift. And I'm telling you, I saw bison when I was at Yellowstone. Not only uh, 
in the summer, but and in, in the winter, and you do not mess with bison. They will kill you dead and step on your face, and then they will eat you. <laughs> no, uh, you won't be able to get any of that gold slogger at any Arizona bars either. They're going to be closing movie theaters, bars, nightclubs, all doing the COVID surge. I think I saw that even over the 4th of July weekend, some California beaches will be closed as well. Not a good scene, Scotty. By the time I get to racially profiled Arizona, why do I care about them closing their bars? Wear a mask, you idiots. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I just wanted to mention in 1986 on this day, uh, the Memphis Chicks started uh, Bo Jackson, uh, or, uh, his his baseball debut. And I was working in Kansas City at the time on KCTV5. The year after the Royals won the World Series, they uh, eventually brought up Bo Jackson. And I'll never forget when he made his debut with the Memphis Chicks of the Southern League. That is absolutely crazy. And then in uh, 2015, Chris Sale, uh, eight straight starts with 10 Ks or more. He did that on this date in 2015, tying Pedro Martinez uh, record that he had set in 1999. All right, let's bring in uh, Gabe Morenci, of course. Game time decisions coming up at the top of the hour, 6 p.m. Eastern. And don't forget, Sports Grid Radio overnights for all events, 1 a.m. Uh, Sports Rage 3, Bagels and Bad Beats, 5 a.m. with Scott Wetzel. Hey, Morenci, I know you had... The root canal today. Look at you. I mean, look at you. How you holding up, buddy? I mean, how did it go? You look like you've been through hell. Not well. Not well. And I have been uh, through <laughs> hell and back. As you can see, I apologize for my speech. I'm doing my best uh, here. Half of my face is still frozen right now. The pain is starting to kick in. Uh, man, I got a lot of bottles here, Scotty. <laughs> Like I said, nice. I'm on more drugs than Courtney Love and Andy Dick combined, bro, uh, right now. But you know what? No pain, no gain. We're going to try to suck it up. I figure I can never – I can't call out any athlete for not playing due to coronavirus if I'm going to be a big wuss, right? So we're sucking it up, Scotty, but I'm drooling blood all over the place, bro. It sucks. It sucks. It was worse it. than I thought it was going to be. I mean, look at your boy Morenzi. He's got the soup and sandwiches around six to sound super swell on Saturday. I'll see you then. Hey, did you get 60 out of that? 60 pills or 30? I mean, you're a rock star. Send me some of those. Yeah, they, they, they only gave me 30, and they told me, listen, you know, only take them when you need them, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, shut up, bro. Just give me the damn bottle, all right? <laughs> I'm, drinking, I'm drinking these things. And I don't want to get too detailed, but I'm not allowed to hey, smoke, Scotty. Feel, so I got a special feel soda. better, Marenzi. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.